we are, this is our second start tonight. So, because Jerry forgot wine, uh, he is correcting that problem as we speak. I didn't forget it. I thought about it. I looked at the numbers. We hadn't hit any milestones. And apparently sometime between when I looked and an hour ago, we hit 1,200 downloads. We sure did. Awesome. And uh, it's kind of cool how that happened and, and how it all came about. Very, very happy with it. Um, pretty cool stuff. Oh. And we are drinking wine tonight because of it. And what are we drinking tonight, Jerry? This is Barefoot Sweet Red Blend. Now, normally... There are three words that we use to describe each and every wine. Cold, sweet, sweet red. red. Now, due to the fact that I, as you said, messed up and didn't chill wine, but we're not going to say that's the reason. We're going to say that we're doing this as an experiment to see how true those people are that say that wine should not be served chilled. We're going to drink wine that is not cold. Oh no, you're going to drink wine that's not cold. Yes, because right. I, I'm not a bit shy about using ice cubes Mr. in my Steve wine. Mr. Steve is sitting here putting ice cubes <laughs> in his wine glass. He's I am indeed. To drink watered down wine. No, you seem to think and be under the impression it's going to last long enough to water it down. We shall see. <laughs> Man, so. This is a hopefully going to be a super, super fun episode. Um, I ask, and unlike the episode where we asked for people to send us uh, their names. <laughs> Couldn't get names, but we can get ghost stories out of them. Oh, man, we got a ton. So let me start the episode by saying, first, if we don't get to your ghost story, please don't hang, hang us. Uh, don't make ghosts out of us. Uh, I got a, I was inundated with ghost stories, all of them good, but I really had to drill down and pick the very best of the best. So, um, and that's what I've done. I think I got four really good stories that, uh, maybe five, five really good stories nice. that are going to, uh, hopefully put a chill up your spine. Raise some goosebumps on your arms and then... If not, put a smile on their face. At least put a smile on their face. Let's try this. Is this good? Well, it's got two of the three necessary ingredients, so it's not all bad. Is that we terrible? I, I don't think it's bad at all. I would drink that. Barefoot Sweet Red Blend. California. Smooth and sweet. Not terrible. Not terrible. Hey, Podbean just let me know that we're live. <laughs> Very nice of them. Very nice of them to do so. So how was your week? Uh, my week was seriously busy. And uh, that is not a complaint. That is a, a, a wonderful experience. Thought we was going to have to have a guest host today. Glad we didn't. Very true. <laughs> I don't. My, a year and a half ago, my daughter made me a grandfather. And within the next two or three days, hopefully, I will be a grandfather 
twice over. And we didn't know if we were going to be able to make it to then. So, you know, the possibility of me having to watch my grandson while my daughter and son-in-law were in the hospital delivering the second was a very real possibility, but it didn't happen, thankfully. Yeah, I'd like to thank Brett for being ready to go. Uh, So we might get him in here on an episode uh, befitting his wonderful education and um, acute mind. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's very true. Yeah, Brent's a super very smart. intelligent guy. Very yeah. intelligent. So I think he'll be a, be a good addition and a good guest one day as soon as we find a topic that befits that. He'd so. be far better than me, so I'll make a motion you replace me with him. No. I love Brett. Good guy. I do too, but you know, God, I would have intelligent. To, listen, I'd have to change the the emojis. I'd have to change the title. We'd have <laughs> to change the email, and I, no, we ain't doing any of that. Domain O six Z. Welcome, sir. We're glad you're here. I was saying you're going domain O six Z. What? What the <laughs> hell is that? Well, that's a person. Gotcha. Yeah. Welcome, Domain. Had you ever listened to a podcast, you would know that that's what people do. They <laughs> have names. They have names. Like the name 06Z. Yeah, like that. Gotcha. So we're glad he's here. Um, we also realized that we have been kind of getting off kilter, off topic a little bit. So we came up with a, a actual list that's hopefully going to keep us where we need to be today and in the future. So that'll be good. So, Jerry. Why don't you tell folks how they can reach out and, and touch base with us? Sure. A couple of different ways. Number one is our text line, area code 540-709-1318, or our email, which is newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Both of those are on our uh, podcast website. So if you didn't get all of that, you can get it from our webpage. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so, our week in review. You are about to become grandfather of two beautiful boys. At some point, maybe you'll catch up with me. I started way earlier than you did, so I have a lot more grandkids than you do. A little bit. Well, I'm probably never going to catch up with you. I only have one child. Yeah. And well. I doubt she'll be able to keep up with the... My, my herd. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that's a herd. Or as as the old movie Tremors, have you ever watched Tremors with Kevin Bacon? Oh yes, yes, yes. How many how many cows does it take to make a stampede, Earl? Is it is it two or more, Earl? (laughs) (laughs) I have a stampede of children, and they all are love making babies, apparently. And no, they're not going to catch up. She insists that this is the last one, but I'll be happy for the two grandsons. Mochi and Double have also joined us welcome. in the podcast. So Mochi welcome. and Double. So tonight we are definitely going to oh oh yeah. Stick to the list, Steve. Stick to the list. We're trying to we're trying to get better. So every every week we are <laughs> every week we are going to do a two minute recipe. I'm doing it this week. So I'm going to give you my recipe for easy breakfast burritos. I hope it's better than the picadillo that I covered last Dude, week. Dude, if you if you do this with what it's one pan, okay, it's delicious, and um, I like it. So basically, take a, a roll of sausage, 
put it in the skillet, start cooking it. Right. Make it make it very small, like taco. Crumble meat. it up. Crumble it up. Then, as that's finishing, you got a few red pieces out there. It's almost done. Potatoes. You want to put in either country potatoes or shredded potatoes. Really? I would have start, thought you would have started with the potatoes. I would have thought they took longer than anything. You don't want them to get too crunchy, and we're not anywhere near done yet. So you put the, the potatoes right in on the on the sausage. Fewer potatoes than sausage. This is where it gets, you know, you can make your own. I like a few more potatoes than sausage. As the potatoes become translucent, then you pick your egg mixture in. Your eggs are very simple. Uh, I use for a big skillet nine eggs, about a half a cup of heavy whipping cream, a full packet of taco seasoning. Whisk it all together, drop it in, in the pan. We're doing this in one skillet. One skillet only. As long as we're doing amounts, one pound of sausage. Yeah, whatever the little roll is. How much potatoes? That that depends on you. When you put them in, For you, you'll see. Your nine um, eggs, how much would you put in? Cup and a half, two cups of potatoes. And last question, how many servings would this make? Enough to feed an army. Enough to feed a stampede? Yeah. There you go. So you do that as your eggs are starting to get done. Now you want to put in your onion. You've already mixed Jerry, and green you would put in an, uh, an entire onion and an entire green pepper. Absolutely. Let's stick with a quarter cup of a, a chopped onion, quarter cup of green pepper. Also, I take a can of black beans drained, dump half the can in this mixture. This would feed a stampede. Oh, I'm telling you, son, it is delicious. So you take all that, you get it done. As the eggs are done, the dish is done. Pull it to the stove, uh, flour tortillas, some, some uh, hot sauce. Perfect. No salsa? No, you don't need salsa. I like to put diced tomatoes on mine, but I'm the only one in the family that eats them, so that's it. Sounds like Two a minutes. good, easy recipe easy. to feed a stampede. And it's one dish. There you go. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Even one better. dish. Although, I don't know how you guys do it at your house. What I always did was, if I cook, I don't clean up. If you cook, you don't clean up. So... I don't like, have good. You like what the wine? That, that yeah. is pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. That's not uh, what we had last week good, but it's good. I can good. tell you honestly, those ice cubes are a lot smaller than they were the first time we covered it. Breakfast burritos. So once you get through with that, just put uh, my mouth in a burrito, roll it up and serve it. Yeah. No, I don't do that. They can do that themselves. Have you seen people at my house eat? It's like, like a taco night, right? It's, it's like a it's like a yeah. half a steak out there with a pack of wolves. But that's also <laughs> good for the sense that they can't complain about. Well, I don't like whatever. Well, then why did you put it in? Right. So, Until your own, you put in what you like. Yep. Yep. Macaroni in a bucket. What are you talking about? We had some good macaroni tonight. We yeah. we, we take week about uh, getting dinner. Steve brought Chick Fil A tonight. They're, uh, they're very well known, obviously, for their chicken sandwiches, but also for having some of the best mac and cheese you'll find anywhere. Oh, it's delicious. And what I had tonight was the best I'd ever had from them. It was browned. It was some of the best mac and cheese I've had in a long time. Tastes oh, like real man. mac and cheese. Hey, it's got to be real. There's no way that's fake. Yeah. That's real mac and cheese. Got to be. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to have to get a frame for it. So, you know, 
next on the list is probably we've had numerous people tell them that this is their favorite part of the show. <laughs> That'll be dad jokes you're referring to now. Definitely dad jokes. Everybody, you know, I've got at least four people that have listened to our podcast that have taken their time on this earth to write in and say, dad jokes are my favorite part of the show. The worse, uh, the, 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 the worse they are, the better. Maybe we should quit doing research on all these stupid topics and just do do a whole show of dad jokes. Dad joke podcast. (laughs) We've been looking for a theme, you know, because we're kind of all over the place. We really are. From, you know, the monthly news roundup to ghost stories to bees to you name it. We've covered it. Well, I think that's that that is I actually like that about our show. Yeah. I mean I'm just saying, hey, if we really want a theme, dad jokes. Dead jokes. So, so let me let me just start. Sure. What I love about our show is the interaction we get with our live folks. And uh, Damon, if you have anything to say, we will respond to you right away. But Mochi just sent a good joke. I'm going to say it. Dead joke. Go yeah. For it. What does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella for? Not a cumbrella. <laughs> so go ahead. Faux drizzle. For drizzle. <laughs> oh, shizzle for drizzle. I like it. <sighs> she has better ones than you, dude. Whatever. Whatever. Tonight's going <laughs> to blow you away. You're going to love it. What do you call a camel during a drought? What? A camel during a drought. What do you call a camel during a drought? A dry humper. <laughs> Jerry, where's your mind today? <laughs> hey, no towels today. Oh, man. Massage parlors, be wary. Jerry's in a mood. I'm just saying. It's yeah. no towel Wednesday. Wow. Okay. So there was a guy talking with a genie. Genie comes up. I will grant you three wishes. First wish. Wish for a world without lawyers. Done. You have no more wishes. He's like, hey, wait, but you said I have three. Jeannie looks at him and says, so what? Sue me. <laughs> yep. That's not even really a dad joke. That's just not a true thing about lawyers. <laughs> oh, you were you were something tonight. You were you are in a zone tonight. Now, tonight's the, tonight, huh? Why do you say that? Because tonight. We're going to be talking about ghosts, and we sit on the very opposite You're end of the be spectrum. About ghosts. We sit on the very opposite end of the spectrum. Not exactly opposite, but pretty close. About as close as you can get. It's a, okay. I don't say that I'm not an atheist for ghosts, right? I'm an agnostic. I don't say I don't believe in them. I simply say you can't prove it one way or the other. So yeah. So. I'm going to talk about ghost stories tonight, mm-hmm, right. and you're going to talk about your thing. You're going to talk about stats and numbers and all the smart stuff, and I'm going to be over here talking about all the stuff that I get into. I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be awesome. Another way of saying that is to say that you are going to be taking an acid trip and talking about some of the... <laughs> Apparitions that you saw during some of your trips, and I'm going to be talking about why people should stay off of drugs. <laughs> First of all, I don't use drugs. The only drugs I use is coffee, 
and an occasional glass of cold, sweet red. What a good drug that is. Yeah. So, oh no. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh, Jerry? How many tickles? I'm going with seven. Tentacles. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. I've actually read that somewhere now that you said it. Why did I not remember that? Okay. Who was that? Mochi again? Oh, yeah. Mochi is uh, cut. Another good one, Mochi. Yep. Also, Mochi is still taking orders at mochismunchies at gmail.com for those delicious cookies. It's my fault. It's my fault. Keep going down there and keep coming back without them. I, I know. And I apologize. The next time I go anywhere in the vicinity of Mochi's place, I will bring back cookies. Nice. Okay? Even if I have to wait. So, speaking of going there, um, I had put out on Facebook uh, and on our show last week that we wanted all the good ghost stories, creepy, scary, spooky, um, because we wanted to do tonight's show about ghosts. Right. I wanted to do tonight's show about ghosts. You were you were hesitant the whole time. You're like, ah. No, I thought it was fine. It's if you're ever going to do it, it's going to be now. Halloween, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so um, and again, I said, and, and before everybody logged in, we said that uh, it was going to be. I, I apologize. There's no way I can get to everybody's story. We literally had 10, 15 stories, and. Um, all of them were good, but I had to cherry pick the very, very best ones. So I did that. We got a story from Oklahoma. We got uh, we got stories from Indiana. I got a bunch from Kentucky. It's ought to be a fun night. You get to do your thing, and uh, we get to talk about all the the things that go bump in the night. You get to do your thing, and I get to rain on the parade. Yeah, yeah. You get to be a big rain cloud. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, if we were all the same in the world, would be a boring place. Would be a very boring place. So, I don't want to know what that is. Mochi says she knows what goes bump in the night, but I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, thank you. Anywho, so shall we get started? Wow, let's. We are actually getting started. In reasonable time, a reasonable amount of time. That's impressive. Look what lists do for us, Jerry. Yep. Isn't that awesome? That it is. Okay, so how about we start? Oh, yeah. We doing that yet? Yeah, we just did. We talked about Mochi's cookies. Okay, she's got. We've got to get Mochi's cookies because yes, we do. First of all, if you've we've never, had them once, we've had them. I've had them they twice. I didn't they didn't make the, the second uh, half of them didn't make it yeah. make them to you. Okay, <laughs> that one kind of slipped out there, didn't it? Oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, she makes some amazing cookies. Uh, please reach out to her, Mochi's Munchies at gmail.com. Excellent, excellent cookies. Um. So let's start, you know, I got a new puppy and I can't describe how much I actually love this pup. She's so energetic. She's so goofy. 
Um, so much has changed since the last time I heard you mention this puppy, who at that time was still not She's quite been, housebroken. Yeah, and she you was were ready to murder her. Oh yeah, she was about on. Had she went like one more day, she was out. But she figured it out, and she's, she's like, like, "Whoa, I gotta figure out how to stay here." So. Good deal. She figured it out. So she is so energetic and so full of life and so jealous of the other animals. The first story I want to tell you, it's a very small one, uh, but it is definitely to say that, I'll tell you what, before we start that, Jerry, what's the definition of ghost? Ghost is an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living Typically as a nebulous image, hazy yeah. image. Do you think, it, now I'm asking now, this. That is according to dictionary.com. Anyway. Okay. So my question is, I believe, and this is why I believe that ghosts are potentially, that they exist. Okay. Ghosts, demons, poltergeist, things of this nature that go, quote, just, unquote, bump in the night. You just tend to lump them all together. I, I do. A lot of people do. I do. Um I think that all of us at our core are energy. And I think that sometimes that well, that energy. back to the Albert Einstein deal? Well, no. Okay. I, he's way too smart for me, Jerry. A lot of people who believe in ghosts try to say that Albert Einstein, with his theory of energy cannot be created or destroyed, thereby proves the existence of ghosts. They're saying what happens to our energy when we die. Right. I thought that's where you're headed with it. Well, I just think that all of us have a certain energy about us. Sure. And and what happens to that when we die? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. The same place that the energy from Harold and every pet and every animal in the world, what happens to that energy when they pass away? I'm glad you brought up pets because that leads into my very first mini story. What if it's a cyclops? It doesn't have to be a pet. (laughs) The point is their energy. You ask the question, where does the energy go? It would be the same for any living creature when they pass away. Which is? Back into several places. Number one, if they are allowed to decompose, then it's going to go back into the earth and the plants that end up absorbing them. If they're eaten by another animal, that energy will be transferred to the other animals. Okay. Fair enough. What if, and I'm just saying what if, you have a pet that dies and you have the pet cremated. Right. And then... Then the ashes are spread somewhere. The energy just, is are you just wherever keep the ashes the, are spread. Or you just keep the ashes. Then it's in that container you're keeping the ashes. Which is in. what I'm getting to. Okay. So what if you only have said one cat? And after you go through the trauma and the heartbreak of having to put the cat down because it has feline leukemia, and you go to bed that night... And the cat had always had the same routine every night when you went to bed. It would crawl up on your bed, walk up beside you, and put its little nose on your nose. Okay. What if that happened after the cat died? Well, it happens often after the cat dies. And then I wake up. We call those dreams. (laughs) What if you were Seriously. I, I didn't do this. My mother passed away a few months ago, right? Sure. Uh, dad in 2013. I haven't had this happen with mom, maybe because I went through the experience with dad first. I dreamt of him several times in the first year after he passed away. My my father was one of the people that I looked up to. He was one of my greatest heroes. He always had been. 
I really looked up to him. I valued his opinion. And there was a lot of things when I would have questions in life. And this was true when I was 18. This was true when I was 48. I would call and get my dad's opinion. Uh, that was one of the things that I really missed. And several times, you know, when you first lose someone, it, it's that hurts. That's bad. But there comes a point in time when, for instance, with my dad, something would come up in my life and I would think I need to call and ask dad. Then I would realize I can't. He's passed away. And there for a split second, you have to lose that person again. Yeah. Because there for a split second, you forgot they were gone. So with my father, that happened often. So they're dreams. Sometimes. And sometimes they're not. Okay. Here's an, here's an example. For those who are not on drugs, we call them dreams. I wasn't on drugs. My oh, grandfather was very much like your dad. Oh, I thought you was going to say your cat deal. I, mean, like, no. I know that didn't happen. You don't even like cats. Oh, hell, I don't like cats at all. It wouldn't happen with me. But <laughs> as an example, when my grandfather passed to this day, when I feel like I need his guidance or I need something from, you know, I wish I could just speak to him because he was a very blue-collar man. But he had a brain that would work through problems from the beginning to the end. Um, he was a mechanic. He was a diesel mechanic in the Navy, transferred that into a car. So very handsy. Right. Um, Papa always wore Old Spice. Always. Also liked um, an occasional sip of bourbon. Uh, and... Often I will get that smell around me, that old spice Bermany mix. And I'm not asleep. I'm just saying. You're right. And and you know what else? Do you remember what happened at the end of last week's episode? Uh, You were telling me how great I was and then what? At the end of last week's episode, I asked you if you had smelled a particular smell during the episode. What was it? I don't remember. Cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I, I smoked for almost 30 years. I quit uh, four or five, six years ago. Every once in a while, i it's not that I want it. It's not a craving. I get a huge, it's, it's just like you can't convince me that some, someone is not standing over my shoulder blowing cigarette smoke. It's that real. It's that live. It's that present. So are you saying that I have a ghost who's blowing cigarette smoke? No, no. I think it's also, our mind tends to come up with things that make us feel better. Hey, I think that's the same reason for my smoke and for your grandfather's old spice. Uh, I have to, Jerry, do the cheers button here as soon as I find it. Because um, Fuzzy just came on. Thanks, Fuzzy, for Hello, joining Fuzzy. us today. Welcome. And he let us know that he is tomorrow one month free of cigarettes. Very nice. Proud of Good you. job. Keep it up. Yeah. That's, it does get easier. It does get easier. Every day is Both a of little us easier are than former the smokers. So. Every day is a little easier than the day before. So we're, we're glad for you. Keep fighting the good fight. So anyway, that was my first mini one. Here's one that I found. I went Saturday to uh, my family. We, we try to get together twice a year at my dad's. We just have a bond. Couldn't have a bonfire this year because of how dry it was. We had barbecue and stuff, but Family gets together. It's one of the things that they try to do, you know, when there's not a funeral. <laughs> you know, so many families, the only time you see everybody is when there's Weddings a funeral. And funerals. Weddings and funerals. That's it. So they work really hard to, to, to make that happen without that. So, and, and my aunt, both of my aunts, saw my call for ghost stories. 
And it was really weird because both of my aunts, my father, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, when they were growing up, they lived in this real old house. Um, I, I can't even begin. The house is completely gone now. It's just a big lump of, you could see where there was a house, but there's no house. Uh, they, excuse me. They lived in this house. And the, the coolest story they told me from this house was on numerous occasions, they would go to bed. So the girls slept in one room in one bed. The boys slept in another room in another bed. And I didn't even know what a bolster was until they told me, but it's the long pillow that goes across. And it's one pillow goes across the entire bed. They all share the same pillow. I can't imagine how that works <laughs> because I like a really thin pillow and everybody else likes really thick. But anyway, so my aunt, both of them said on multiple occasions, they would go to bed. One of them would go to bed first. One of them would go to bed second. But whoever would go to bed first would be laying there. They would feel someone come in, get in their bed. The bolster would adjust, you know, like somebody's head was laying down. They would turn over and there'd be nobody there. Not only did they each both say that, they also told me, my dad chirped up and said, oh, that happened in our room too. In fact, there was a whole lot of parents sleeping in that house because that happened on a regular basis. A lot of what sleeping? Parent, where they would jump up and go sleep with the parents because it's scared wow. them. It happens there too. Well, apparently not. It only happened in the bedrooms with the kids. But I thought you said that. Oh, okay. An uncle said it happened in their room too. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking yeah. grandfather. Now, back to what we talked about just a little bit. My cousin was there also. And he's very much like you. And, and we're, we're, let's get into some stats about how this works. Because he's very much like you. He said, I don't believe in any of that crap. It's never happened to me. I've never seen it. And it probably doesn't happen to him or he hasn't seen anything because he doesn't believe that it could happen. What does that tell you, though? Stop and think about what, the statement you just made. And it's very true. It is extremely true. And a lot of statistics will back it up. But what does that say about the true existence of ghosts if they're only happening to those who believe that ghosts exist. No, no. I think that a lot more people don't believe in ghosts until they have a ghost experience. And I think the same could be said for you or for he him. He lived in the same house you said. No, no. He didn't live in there. Or house. at least he, he was, was there a cousin. part of the time. He was there occasionally, but he didn't sleep there. There wasn't even room. They had too many kids. So, what's the stats? How many people in America believe in ghosts? Depending on the study, somewhere between 40 and 45% of Americans believe in ghosts. Uh, roughly 20% say that they have actually encountered one. Again, when you begin to do the research, we talked about the definition of ghost. Most people, when you begin to look at these surveys, tend to look at it the way that you do. They'll take ghost and several different things and group it into one paranormal experience that they call ghost. Maybe they seen an object fly across the room. They didn't see evidence of any ghost, any person. Uh, and when you and I were talking about it earlier, maybe the assumption is that a person picked that up and threw it, which bewilders me as well. Ghosts are normally thought of as this, this illusion, this apparition that is capable of floating through solid objects, right? Through a wall, through a door. Do you know why that is? Hold on. Oh, sorry. At the same time, most people think that these are capable of manipulating physical objects. 
how can it be something that can pass through a door, but also if it's so desired, slam the door shut? Yeah. You say that like it's easy to believe. It's one or the other. It is. Either you are physically in the world and have a manifestation upon the world, in which case you can slam a door, or you are not. And you can go through walls or doors. It comes one back, or the other. It comes back to that energy thing. And for for folks who, especially like poltergeists, which are the ones that are usually slamming doors and windows and all of the crazy stuff and throwing things across the room, it's an energy. They're using great deals. And any of the ghost hunter stories that you see on TV or in YouTube, they talk about that how much energy it takes for a spirit, a poltergeist or whatever, to be able to manipulate those, those objects is immense. Another reason that and I And it's believe, readable on their, on their instrumentation. The story ghost hunters over 230 episodes, not one piece of empirical proof do they have that ghosts even exist. I would disagree. I, <laughs> there's no scientist in the world that said that they ever come up with anything resembling evidence couple more stats. 20% say that they have actually encountered one. 40 to 45, 46% say that they believe in ghosts. 8% of Americans say they believe in vampires. And 9% believe in werewolves. Those all live in Kings, King, King, Kingsington Square in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. 32% believe that aliens visit Earth. I would fall into that group. So, well, you probably get all these. No. Vampires and werewolves, no problem, right? No, I don't. Just an energy source. I don't I don't think that there are beings out there that drink blood for to live forever. No. Women are far more likely than men to believe in ghosts. Approximately 50% more women than men say that they believe in ghosts and have actually experienced a ghost encounter. So you're going to say more women are crazy than men? No. On your line of thinking? It's not that I think anyone is crazy. It goes back to what you said earlier. <coughs> Studies show that if you believe in ghost, and there is a site, and I forget the name of it now, in England that's known for hundreds of years to have been a haunted site. When they bring people there, that they ask them a few questions before they go through it. And a huge percentage of the people who say when they first come, that they believe in the paranormal after they leave, say that they experience paranormal activity, people going through the same place. And many times on the exact same tour side by side with them, if they didn't believe in it to begin with, they, at the end of the tour, they experience nothing paranormal. So a lot of it is whether or not you believe in it. To I would with. challenge you, sir, to okay. go through the haunted hotel here in Lawrenceburg. I'll be happy to go with you. Let me know when you want to go. We will need if to you go. want to go at midnight on Friday the 13th, I'll be happy to go then. Because there are several people who have been through that that have no belief in the ghost, who have come out with marks, scratches, uh, burns from that. And it's not like they do a haunted show. It's not like there's guys in costume that's doing this stuff. It's incredibly creepy. In fact, one of your favorite restaurants, huh? Have you ever been through it? I've been to Heavens to Betsy, and I get a feeling about the place. The hotel is above Heavens to Betsy. It, it's just there. I'd have to agree with you. I've been to Heavens to Betsy, and I get a feeling every time I'm there. I call my feeling hunger. 
Heavens to Betsy, for those who don't realize it, is an outstandingly good bakery slash sandwich shop in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And they have incredibly good sandwiches. I would certainly recommend it if you're ever down this way. What is the name of the place that we went to in Shelbyville that one time? I would also recommend them. Bread of Life. Well. Bread of Life? Yeah. would highly recommend them as well. Yeah. I didn't feel any energy there. Oh, I did. The same as here. <laughs> Call Hunger. You're so crazy. Crazy. I don't... How, how, let's go on to a different story, shall we? Go ahead on to your good ones. All right. So this one is is C.H. from here in Kentucky sent this. Okay. And this is about a... Thank bed, you, C.H. We appreciate it. We absolutely appreciate you. Um, this one wasn't directly associated with her. She was in a an Airbnb. The owner um, told this story about the Airbnb that they were staying in. Um, and I, she said, it didn't happen to me, but I, there was no way I couldn't tell you this story. And I found it fascinating because it's very much about what we're talking about there, the manipulation of objects. So she was saying the owner was there, and I'm just going to read this verbatim. Okay. The owner was there. She let us in and told us many stories, one of them being that 30-plus years ago, when they actually bought the house, they were remodeling the kitchen, and they were using the upstairs bedroom for a mini kitchenette. Her kids were toddlers. She took her wedding rings off to make supper, came back, and her rings were missing. She said she turned the house upside down, thinking the kids had ran off with the rings. She never could find them. Fast forward 30 years. 30 years, okay? A guest woke her up at the middle of the night, scared to death, and was leaving. Out. Gone. See you. Bye. She said she was awakened by a Confederate soldier waving a wedding ring in front of her face. The guest left. The next day, the owner went in to clean up the room, and on top of the ottoman was her wedding right there, from all those years ago. She was like, oh, my God. And she put it up in the bathroom in a very specific place. Husband came home, and she was telling him about it, went to get the ring and the vanity. It was gone again. So CH obviously believed her. She didn't, she didn't look unbelievable in any sense. She Googled the, the B&B up, Eric afterwards and it was not even advertised as haunted although it probably should be now ch wants to go stay there how about that 30 years you seem very impressed with the 30 years i mean you lose a ring in a house for 30 years and then it just pops up on an ottoman that's a little creepy maybe maybe not what do you mean, it, maybe maybe not was it there at the end no exactly no oh, jeez <laughs> So was it ever there? Was it merely a figment of her imagination? What about the guests that woke her up in a panic and left in the middle of the night because of it? I... <laughs> Why would someone do that? They'd already paid. True. <laughs> they didn't ask for a refund in the middle of the night. There are a lot of... Uh... Christopher French, a professor of psychology and head of the Animalistic Psychology Research Unit at Goldsmiths University of London said this, what we have are people trying to make sense of something that to them seems inexplicable. 
So you get the misinterpretation of noises or visual effects that do have a normal explanation, but not one that people can think of. People assume that if they cannot explain something in natural terms, that it must be something paranormal. I think that probably explains about 75, 80% of all paranormal sightings, UFO sightings, all of it. It's people trying to make sense of something that they can't readily explain in normal terms. Here's another point that the same guy made. The vast majority of us do not like the idea of our own mortality, right? Pretty human reaction. We don't like the idea. We don't like to think about our own mortality. Biggest reason we know that people, very few people have wheels until they're elderly. We don't like to think that we need it. We don't like to think that the possibility exists for us. But anyway, the vast majority of us do not like the idea of our own mortality, even though we find the idea of ghost and spirit scary. In a wider context, they provide evidence for the survival of the soul, which is comforting. But I understand that, that and that's always been an issue. And it's always been a thought. It always will be. And it always will be, sure. What about... The many, 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 that's what I was going to look up. The many, many uh, things that are completely unexplainable. We're talking about standing there and all your co your, your cabinets open up and slam shut. How would you explain that? Here's how I would explain that. Okay. And this is why that I'm an agnostic, if you will, when it comes to ghosts and paranormal activity. No one, I have never in my life experienced anything similar. No one in my immediate or extended family has ever experienced anything similar or at least have spoken of it that I've heard. So from the time that I was born until I was 18, 19 years old, I had never met literally ever. No one had met no one that had spoken of anything similar. But how, how, but. In in your particular situation, how that how you grew up, your family deeply religious. Um, would it not have been? And we talked about this a minute ago, off or a minute off the air. Don't you think that a little bit of that, at least a little bit of it, is because had one person brought it up, everybody else would be like, "Ah, you're you're losing." No, your I don't. Mind. You don't because think so? Speaking of the deeply religious, those people tend to believe in the paranormal. Yeah, the Bible speaks not of ghosts at all. If you use the definition that we used, nowhere in the Bible, by the way, I think the Bible mentions, hold on one second, 108 times in the Bible, the word ghost is mentioned. 108. It is never once used in the context of a disembodied spirit of someone who was alive. Not once, ever. It is used in two ways. First, it appears in the phrase to give up the ghost, meaning to die, to pass away. Secondly, as a title, the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Trinity. Yeah. So the Bible doesn't talk about the definition of ghost that, that we defined earlier. It does in many places talk about angels and demons. Sure. And it absolutely doesn't say that they possibly exist. It says that in the time of Christ, they did exist and were on the earth. And it's probably, I mean, you can't have good without bad. So it would not in any way be against any biblical teachings that I've ever heard of 
to say that the paranormal doesn't exist. And and no, in my family, it would not have been made fun of. It's just that no one ever said that they had had a paranormal experience, not just ghosts, any paranormal experience of any type. Well, that's weird. I come from a, a family that has, but I didn't necessarily believe any of that until I saw it with my own eyes. Um, double ask, what about Saul? Um, and I'm not sure of the reference. Uh, Saul in the Bible, but yeah. Um, and again, that was a spirit that was raised. It was not, th- there's no inclination that it was, uh, there's instances in the Bible where someone from the dead was raised. That is not what we think of as a ghost. Right. That is Lazarus. A, that is a miracle. I am, I am raising you from the dead. So, you are alive. You will continue. Your life. Obviously, if you believe in the Bible and the miracles that are presented, there are many things presented that happened during that time period that we would say is impossible today. I don't know if that's the one she's referring to or not. So my, one of my best friends growing up, Carla, sure. and, and I don't care to mention Carla's name because Carla would be here verifying this story right with me. Um, her grandpa passed and at the time they lived on a little street down in Cynthiana in this house and we would always my mom and myself my brother would go down to her grandma's house because her grandma was like your mom every Sunday fixed a meal not a meal for her a meal for an army so we would always get invited to go down on Sundays well after her grandpa died it began, weird things began to happen. The radio would turn on and off by itself. The toaster would pop up and down by itself. Shadows would go across the wall. That never happened before. And that was my very first experience with a ghost, if you will. That reminds me. And you're laughing at me. I saw that. No, no, no. Not laughing at you. (laughs) Not at all. I laugh because you, the story you just told, made me realize that many years ago at my parents' house, Maybe we did have something paranormal happen. Uh, a nephew of mine, Justin, you've heard me speak yeah, of Justin, Justin many times. He was three or four years old. He was at grandma and grandpa's. He was sitting at the kitchen table. It was late on a summer evening. And outside the window in which he was looking at, there was a tree outside. It was late in the evening. There was a nice breeze blowing. The limbs were moving back and forth. And there were shadows that were moving around on the table in front of him. He was young. He was three or four years old. He didn't understand the shadows. He was very confused. He was very worried. He was a little scared. He asked grandma and grandpa what those shadows were. They tried to explain to him about the tree moving outside and that created shadows. He studied it for a few seconds and said, well, if they don't stop, I want to get my gun and shoot those shadows. (laughs) <laughs> well, there were no trees next to her house. I just want you maybe to those shadows needed shooting. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, just saying. So SW, who lives in Oklahoma, okay. sent this. Is it you going to tell that story? What story? The uh, <clears throat> is this the podcaster? No, no, that's Washington. And we'll we'll get to that later. Okay. That's exciting. Make news sure you later. leave time for that. Yeah. So. Uh, SW sent me several, and I'm only going to take the one that really creeps me out. Um, uh, her story creeps you out, or her or him? I don't know if it's a guy or girl. No, no, they don't creep me out. The story, the story. creeps me out. I'm saying, why would story. they creep me out? I didn't say them. I said their story. <laughs> yeah, creeps you. Yeah, out. a little bit. 
So they go, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Um, I was a kid, second grade, third grade. The house was owned by an Asian family. It wasn't old, but had doors that slid into the walls. I could feel something. It wasn't good. I was always afraid of my room. I never went in there alone. One night when I was lying in bed, I was staring at the door, and all of a sudden, long lizard-like tongue started moving up and down the doorway and across the top of the walls. Then other body parts started moving out from the walls and climbing up to the ceiling and moving all around the room. I hated that house. <laughs> That's creepy. Guess so. Creepy. Also, the laundry. Now, this is a different house in a different city, but this is a di same same story. The laundry was in the basement of this old house, and that's where we'd take our clothes down to. One night, I took my laundry, and as I turned to go back up the stairs, I felt something behind me. I debated turning around, I debated turning around, but took off running up the stairs and slammed the door shut like someone ran and. And I ran upstairs, and the door slammed shut like someone ran to the end of the door. It was the loudest bang. Nobody ever went down there after dark. The three of us, and she's talking about her sister and her mom, had it chase them. It was like always an uneasy feeling anytime you were down in the in the basement. That's that's creepy. Creepy. Yeah, a lot of what you're saying is creepy. Back to your. Was that aunt and uncle's house? No. No, no, no. Your story way back when, your two aunts. This, where somebody would lay on the bed with them that wasn't You know, there. I, I don't believe in any of this stuff, but I will say this. That crap would happen to me once. It would not happen twice. <laughs> well, if you're a kid, you don't really have a choice. Let me reiterate. This might happen once. It would not happen <laughs> twice. I am not sleeping in a room or I'm not sleeping in the house. Where something come and lay down beside me and I roll over and there's nothing there. No, not going to happen. Well, I mean. Nope, nope. <laughs> just not going to happen. You're out. Huh? I'm out. Well, I'm glad that you can be scared. That's Peace good. out. <laughs> I'm not going to be scared. I'm just getting the hell out of Dodge. Oh. I mean, you're talking about some of this stuff is scary. And I'm thinking. Oh, I've got, got to the good ones yet. Why do you stick around? <laughs> if this really happened, what the How, hell are you still doing? Where do you here? go? Leave. Dude, the, the world's a pretty big place anywhere. I mean, if you're a kid anywhere. or you own the home, where do you go? You can't just pack up and go. Bull crap. <laughs> Watch me. Double says boo on you, Jerry. Watch me. <laughs> I'm leaving. And I have no fear. I'll go to any haunted, scary place. But, yeah, if that crap happens, I'm never coming back ever. Good. And now you used to live right outside of Washington in Fredericksburg. Right. All of those... Grave, oh, and that's what they are. Military the graveyards. The, the graveyards, and I'm not talking about the actual graveyards. I'm talking about the battlefields. You never felt anything walking those sure. battlefields? After walking long enough, you your legs feel tired. Oh, they feel geez. weary. I felt many things. <laughs> you cracked me up. I'm okay. being honest. So it's, we're 51 minutes in. I got two really, two and a half Let's really good stories left. Two and a half. Yeah, well, the two big ones, and then I got my own personal story okay. I want to throw in there. But uh, do you want to hear about the one from Indiana first or the one from Kentucky? Whichever one you deem more worthy. 
Well, I'm going. I'm going to tell you the story about the king. The king. The king. Okay. Now, long live the king. Well, I hope not, <laughs> because this is creepy as junk. Okay. So, and I'm probably, unfortunately, going to butcher this 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 story because it was told over the phone, and I was taking shorthand notes just as fast as I could write down because they were into what they were telling. So thank you, JT, for this story. Um, it is awesome, and I'm going to try not to skip the key points at, at the very least, okay? okay? So JT had three kids. Um, the kids now are 27, 25, and 17. Nothing really happened with the older child. Um, however, the middle child, around two years old, um, became very they, – they had an aunt – that had to move into the home because, unfortunately, she was dying of cancer. What is that? We'll get to it. Okay. Um, so, for the middle child, there was an aunt that had to move into the home because she was dying of cancer. She had end-of-life care. Um, the middle child became very, very close with this aunt. The aunt often talked about Jesus. There was a picture of Jesus above her head. As most people at end-of-life do, they, they tend to cling tend to start and now the ref the what <laughs> the uh she was always that way so she would talk to the two-year-old about jesus all the time she passed unfortunately the two-year-old um came not too long after that came running into the parents house or the parents house the parents room saying hey there's somebody in our room and they were laughing at it. They, you know, they said, okay, whatever. Uh, was a little bit mad. Um, then the two-year-old said, no, you don't understand. Jesus is in my room, and I'm talking to him. And they, they kind of laugh it off. Um, over a period of months, however, the kid not only wasn't scared to go in her room, would ask, now this is a two-year-old, would ask to go to bed early. Every night. And then they got to where they would stand outside the room. Sounds to me like you're talking about angels. Well, I'm not there yet. I believe in angels, 100%. Okay. So after about, they started getting to where they were listening through the door. And she was having a very blunt conversation with someone she called Jesus. Or the king. That's all she knew. The king, not Jesus. Um, that lasted over a month. Finally, the king... Kind of went away. So nothing much happened for the next few years until the, the, the baby was born, who's now 17. Around two years old, things started happening again. Around that same age. No one had talked to this two-year-old about the king. Nobody. So guess what? Wakes up the parents claiming the king is going to take them. <laughs> and went to the closet. That was crazy. They scooped the kid up. They got the kid out. Uh, they called the pastor who they had talked to prior. And the pastor, the first time, had said a lot of times that kids will cling to something that, that comforts them in the, in the event of a loss and chalked it up to that because the aunt and, the, and her had talked about Jesus so much that they just assumed that that's what was comforting her and she'd made an imaginary friend. Until this happened. <laughs> so 
they call the pastor again. The pastor comes in. And he's like, oh, that's a little crazy, a little creepy. Um, and that went on for a few nights. And ultimately, one night the kid went in and the, the boy went in. No. <laughs> um, when Jesus or the king threw a football across the room, kid was out. Then silence. Nothing happened for several years. Okay? So um, the the youngest and the oldest go for a walk. They, they live out in the country, so they were going to go to the creek. They were going to try to catch some crawdads in the middle of summer. Um, they go back there, and then they come running back to the house. They had found the most gorgeous, most beautiful walking stick, carved, polyurethane, beautiful. And they ask, hey, can we keep this? Well, they ask all the families around. Sometimes people snuck down to the creek to fish, um, and no one said or claimed the stick, so the parents let them keep the stick. They said, we'll keep it out in the garage. Once they put the stick in the garage, <laughs> things started happening again. Crazy. Um, went to bed. Um, put the belt on a belt hook. You know, we all have those above the bathroom where you can hang stuff up. This was like the first night that the stick was in the house. Heard something fall, went to the bathroom, the belt had came off the, the thing. Okay, we can chalk that up to maybe not put it up there appropriately, right? right? Then, standing in the kitchen, caught a glimpse of something just on their corner of their eyes. Then, a few days later, they were in the house. They were playing the uh, PlayStation. Came, heard something in the kitchen. They go in. Every cabinet in the entire kitchen is open. Wide open. Every cabinet. Drawers pulled. Everything. Say the least, that was a little unnerving. They called the pastor back. Couldn't figure it out. Didn't know what was going on. So the eldest child yells at her mom, or yells at his mom, says, hey, come to my room. They go in there, and she's like, what? She goes, the radio just came on by itself. And she's like, ha-ha, whatever, turns the radio off, leaves. Yells for like five minutes later, comes back. The radio is back on. Ha-ha, you know, again, you're messing with me, whatever. Unplugs the radio, okay, leaves. 20 minutes later, son calls back again. He goes in. The radio is playing, and it's still unplugged. <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy as junk. Um, that's nuts. Now, this whole time, her husband is very much like you. Doesn't believe in all this crap. Stupid, done, ignorant. You can't include me in this one. <laughs> I'm saying this one's not a ghost. This is an angel. I do believe in that. So, didn't understand what was going on. They have, and kind of like you have here, except their kitchen sink would be here and there would be like uh, an open area into the, yeah, room. in the living room and to the rest of the room. Sure. The kids had a playroom over here. Uh, v was what we'll call him, was over there wash, helping wash dishes. And she looks up and he is pale, white, no color in his skin, sweat pouring. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And he just points toward the toy room. And she's like, what? And she looks, there's nothing. She said, there was like five kids that just came out of that room. Five. And vanished. 
crazy, right? So that's when they started thinking, okay, this all started when the walking stick came back in the house. So she called around, found an elderly gentleman that would love to have the walking stick. So they were going to take it to him the next day. So they grab the walking stick and they bring it in and they put it on the kitchen table so that they wouldn't forget it the next morning. That's when they seen it. On the head of the walking stick that they had not noticed before was a perfectly carved image of a man with a beard and a crown of thorns. <laughs> that was their moment to get rid of it. So they grabbed the walking stick. She said to call him, and I'm leaving his name out because I didn't have an opportunity to talk to him and get the okay to use his name. Tell him I'm coming right now with his stick. She takes it. She takes it over to him. The stick is in his house for one day. They put it outside, right outside the front porch door, lean it up against the, uh, the porch. When the husband and wife get ready to come out the next morning, they can't come out because the stick had fallen into the door and wedged the door. And on top of the head of the walking stick was a snake. They had to go out the back door, come around, grab the stick. The old guy took it immediately to the fire pit and burned it. <laughs> it did burn. It did burn. And that was the end of the king. So what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what your uh, story reminded me of. Have you ever heard of Heaven is for Real? Uh, no. A book originally, then a movie. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> By the way, let me digress for one second. Back to what uh, the question that Double asked. How about Saul? Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it was when I had mentioned that in the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible, the word ghost appears 108 times. And her question was, what about Saul? In one second, let me make sure I know where I'm at. First Samuel chapter 28, uh, it starts up close to the beginning, but in verse 8, uh, in several editions, it mentions ghost. In the King James Version, it mentions, it calls it a familiar spirit. So again, in the King James Version, there's 108 instances of the word ghost. In other editions, familiar spirits are, are referred to as ghost. In the King James Version, that one is not referred to as a ghost, and thereby... <clears throat> what I was saying that in no instance of those 108 is it ever referring to a spirit of a person because in this case it was but in the King James Version it does not call that uh, a ghost it calls it a familiar spirit back to what we were saying Heaven is for Real was originally a book there was a Wesleyan minister and I've read it I actually have the book I'll try to find it and give it to you there was a Wesleyan minister who had a near-death experience with a young child. I believe it was his daughter. Uh, she almost died. I don't remember. Seemed like some animal bitter. She got some disease. I don't recall. It's been several years since I read it. This child almost died, Was uh, had a near-death experience. When it was all said and done, the child began to tell them... <clears throat> about when she was in the operating room, this man that come and got her and took her and he took her out into the waiting room and she saw her mother crying. She saw her father who'd went into a chapel and prayed with uh, someone there at the hospital. 
how would she have known these things? Right. She also talked about this man took her to a place far away and some of the people that she met. And if I remember right, one of them was her papa who passed away before she was born. Oh, wow. They weren't close. They, the, the dad and him, if I remember correct, it was her father's father. There were some hard feelings at the time of the death. They, the girl was very young, his daughter. They had never brought any of this up to her. They'd never talked to her about Papa, but she'd met Papa. Huh. She'd sit on Papa's knee. Wow. This is a true story. It was a, made into a book. It was made into a movie. A lot of what you're talking about reminded me of this girl. If you're talking about angels and demons, I absolutely 100% believe in them. I do not have any reason. Again, it's not that I disbelieve in ghosts. Again, I'm agnostic. I have never had an experience, never known uh, until you. I guess I'd never had a, even a close friend. Still have no family that's ever other than my nephew who wanted to shoot the shadows. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. What do I think of it? It reminds me a lot of heaven is for real. Well, and, and you know, a lot of folks, and I'm one that think that a lot of what we see that can be manipulated, um, the de demons will try to manipulate us into believing things that aren't. Not just demons. So part of it, like I said, we don't like to believe in our own mortality. We like sure. things that give us a belief that there's life after. And I don't think it's demons doing that. Do you? I mean, sometimes. Maybe, but not necessarily. Pareidolia. You ever heard of it? What? Pareidolia. No. Have you ever been lying in a yard and you look up in the sky and you see a face in the clouds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pareidolia. Okay. A minute ago when I brought something in and set it down and you said, what is that? Looks like garlic powder. Many times when this sets across the room, this looks like an eye, there's a nose, there's a mouth. That does, yeah. That's pareidolia. Okay. Seeing something that's not out of something that is. There's nothing there. There's no face there. Yeah. But it kind of looks like it might be. Well, guess what? Pareidolia is a tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningless image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern. In a study conducted at the University of British Columbia, researchers found that participants with a higher tendency to experience pareidolia were also far more likely to have paranormal beliefs and experiences. Interesting. Very. I don't buy it. I think that... You don't buy what? I just... You think it's not true? No, I think it could be true. I just think that there is a great... Coincidence. You great, think it's coincidence that there's no direct... That causation doesn't... In the exact same way that you don't believe the other way. Yeah. Make sense? Let's get it's to the last an interesting story. fact. Please do. I liked your last one. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't butcher it. So you didn't. If if well, you didn't tell me the story. So I'm hoping to the the person who oh, sent okay. the story, I didn't butcher it. All right. So this is our last big one, the last good one, and then I'm going to recount the one that I told way back in like episode two, um, because that one to me is is massive. And I was an adult then, and I can understand better then than I could when I was a kid. Make sense? Sure. Anyway, this is from EH. She, they're from Kentucky, but this actually happened in Indiana. Okay, and I'm good. It's a, it's a long one, so bear with me, guys. Uh, but we also have links that we're going to put to this podcast for the audio that goes along with this story. Okay. 
Um, okay, so back in June, I spent the night at a place called Whipper's Estate in Mitchell, Indiana. Had no idea what to expect. I got invited by a friend who was like, hey, okay. Apparently, this is a high paranormal activity location. And we ended up meeting a couple of people who were there also doing the overnight who had a full range of ghost hunting equipment and do this all the time. We arrive, it's just an old house that used to be a doctor's office way back when. No one is there but one older woman who works there in the kitchen and stays overnight. Oh, got messed up. I'm so sorry. Who works there and stays overnight. She has a room right off the, the kitchen. She gave us a little tour, went back to, went on to bed in her strange tiny room off the kitchen. We started visiting different parts of the house, trying to communicate with whatever is there. They had EMF rate meters, EVP machines, motion detectors, video cameras, and who knows what else. We spent times in the upstairs bedroom where a little girl named Rachel had, pro had apparently died after being trapped in a fire in the living room and was unable to recover. Then the servants' quarters, where people had le have left where people have left the closet with physical hand marks on their back, neck, much like I've reported about the hotel, which you can Google that. Um, the attic. Yeah, that'd be awesome, Double. You should do that for sure. Send me a link and I'll put it on there. We'll add it to the website. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, then they went to the attic where many have experienced crazy things in the past. Then they even went to the seance room. <laughs> and then downstairs to the living room and to the doctor's office. All of this, they had only had a couple of strange things, in the, like the motion detector in the middle of the attic go off when none of us were near it, and they had a camera fall off in the middle of the bed onto the floor with no explanation. It was after 1.30 in the morning, and at this point, we were all feeling a little disappointed. I wasn't sure what they were hoping to see, but as long as I wasn't, as long and I, but I was in as long as it wasn't too scary. <laughs> so we were sitting around the dining room table having some snacks and trying to figure out what to do next. I'm eating my crackers and drinking my Pepsi. Uh, there's a plug for Pepsi. <laughs> and this EMF meter they had given me is just sitting on the table next to me and it starts flashing. Only the first green dot at first, then a little higher and a little higher. And I'm like, hey. What's going on? So I stand up and start walking around the room to see if I can, if it's any stronger anywhere else. Dude from the paranormal team sees me and like, hey, what's going on? I shrug and say, I don't know why it's going off. So he, he, he starts turning on more and more different types of meters. By this point, I've narrowed it down to this particular corner of the dining room table and it's flashing all the, all the way to the red on the meter. He brings the others over, and they are all going off, beeping, flashing. It's crazy. We're like, what in the world? Because this dining room is just not a place where anyone had experienced any paranormal activity. Then my friend Tori says, hey, remember the lady showed us in the basement that there was a table that had almost been broken in half by some crazy paranormal stuff that had happened before? I think we're standing directly over it. I felt my stomach turn. I hate basements. But we go onto the stairwell, which has a door with a padlock hanging open on it. We remove the padlock, open the door, and confirmed. <laughs> you can see the dining room down in the basement stairs simultaneously 
and all of the activity in the dining room had been over this damn table in the basement. <laughs> We're halfway through. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, also, I realized that public re speaking may be in my wheelhouse. Public reading, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> they are different. They are very different. So, um, we are, so we head to the basement as a group with all the equipment and set it up around this table and sit down in the metal folding chairs. The basement is unfinished and has these half walls that extend in the crawl space far back into other parts of the house. There are no lights, of course, so we're there using our little flashlights. My friend Tori and I take the chairs against the wall, and everyone else places their EMF meters on the corner of the table so we can see, and that's an air quotes, where the activity is. This is where you will start hearing the recording that we're going to load that she's given us permission to use. Um, this is where that starts. Sorry, there it is. There you will hear the recording start. They flip the audio recorder on and start up the EVP. And I'm no expert on how all these work, but our tries with it earlier had produced no discernible words and sometimes not much noise at all. It's doing its thing, sounding creepy, trying to find otherwise unbearable or unhearable noises and voices. We turn the flashlights off. It's pitch black. It's cold. It's stagnant. And I'm like, why am I here? Mine and my friend's EMF meters on the back corners of this table start flashing like crazy. The others have no activity. And I'm like, of course, mine is flashing. Before I go any further, I just want to say this entire basement experience, I believe, was not even five minutes, but it felt like an eternity. My group starts taking turns trying to communicate with whatever's there. Not me. I think maybe I managed a weak hello at some point. The questions continue with no clear answers. Then my friend Tori says, where are you? Where did you go? At this point, I look down and my meter starts spiking red. And I say, oh, I'm just about to tell everyone that I'm maxed out. But before I can, the EVP picks up a voice that clearly says, behind you. I didn't know... I didn't know it said that until later when my group found and told me and I listened to the audio. But at that same moment that those words came out, a wave of, I don't know how to describe it, except to say that the energy and heat came from behind me, pushed through my whole body with force. I felt it move all the way through me. I gasped hard and then I screamed bloody murder. You'll hear that on the audio. I've already listened to it. Um, um, and everyone was insanely freaked out and started a mad rush to grab up all the equipment while I stood there sobbing. We ran up the basement stairs. Tori was the last up, and she fell up the stairs saying something had grabbed her ankle, and she tried to climb the stairs. Even the ghost hunter guy was shaking so much he couldn't put the padlock back on the door. The night was definitely over after that. No one else wanted to go in anywhere near the house. They gathered their equipment, woke the lady up, and we were out of there. Definitely the most terrifying moment of my life. I've had nightmares. I had nightmares for a week straight where I would wake up shaking and could only remember the image of the back, the basement door. Crazy. What do you think about that, Mr. Jerry? Creepy uh, as junk, right? Yeah. What? Here's what I think. These people are obviously huge believers in paranormal activity. They went in trying to prove it. They were probably 
hoping to start some sort of TV show. Look at the equipment that they took in. Not they, not this, the person that sent me the story. No, I'm saying the people that they're talking oh, about. Oh, gotcha. Right? Look yeah, at the equipment they sure. have. Sure. These are not your orm. Or they may already have a average show. People. You don't know. She didn't know. Could be. Either way, they have a very vested interest in trying to convince people that this exists and this is real. Yeah, they're not the, unbiased the people. Person that, the, the person that sent me this is unbiased. I'm talking about the people that were there experiencing sure. this. But these are very, she, very she, unbiased The person that people. sent me this is the one that had it flow through her. That's a pretty... And, and to have that feeling, I'll remit back to what I was saying about the church youth room. <laughs> Do you know what an EVP is? Uh, no. She you mentioned EVP. Yeah. Enhanced it stands voice. for electronic voice phenomena. Do you know what they are? What? Audio recorders. Okay. That's it. But if you, by the way, if you ever want to buy an audio recorder, 20, 25 bucks. If you want to buy an EVP, 100, 125, up to two or 300. They do the same thing. They're the exact, they are electronic voice phenomena. They're voice recorders. Okay. Literally. But if you call it uh, EVP, which is used for ghost hunting, ghost, suddenly the price is quadrupling. All I'm saying is if you ever decide to go hunting, don't go buy an EVP, buy an audio <laughs> recorder. It's the same crap. <laughs> well, I'm not going to buy any of that, so I, I don't need it. My point is the people who do buy the EVPs, have a very vested interest to convince everyone that this exists, whether they're in the business or not. They believe it strongly enough to go pay big money for this research equipment, which is also sold on Amazon as EVPs, and it's also sold, sold as audio voice recorders, right? Every college student has them. You know, sure. If you're going to go to a lecture, you, you get your recorder so you don't have to mindlessly take notes. The, the woman, you said that you were taking notes. The shorthand, the crazy shorthand. How long... Did she talk? 30 minutes. How long is your average lecture in college? <laughs> Hour and 30 minutes, yeah. You have to, you need the voice recorders. Yep. So for all the college students, please don't buy an EVP. It'll work just fine. It'll cost you five <laughs> times as much. All right. Good advice. Just say. Doesn't have anything to do with the story, yes, but does. good advice. It has everything to do with the story because the point is those are very biased people who buy the EVPs. Okay. That's the Moral of the story. Those aren't the people that wrote this story. It's based upon people who did buy EVPs. <laughs> right. So, uh, if you say so. So, I'll just, uh, I'll recount, I'll recount my story real quick. Um, super, super simple. Um, worked with a guy, Jason. Uh, we did a uniform gig. Uh, we went to, and this is a very watered down version of the story, but, uh, we were distributing mats and stuff at this particular church between Lawrenceburg and Shelbyville. Um, the church was fine. Didn't have any issues. Nothing that stands out. We get into the youth uh, building, which was basically like a ranch style house that they had tore the walls down inside to make it more open. Um, and as soon as we opened the door, Jason and I both felt like a um, very heavy, deep pressure. And it wasn't a very 
easy pressure. It wasn't like a good feeling. It was, it was comforting. It was very negative. It was very, I don't want you here. So we go on in and we start throwing these uh, rugs down and we're trying to uh, put them where they go. And, and the pressure just didn't stop. It was to a point that Jason, who was a big dude, was almost to his knees. It was that kind of heavy. If, if you ever wait, slept with a weighted blanket? No. Okay. Zero desire to ever do so. Okay. So that's the best definition I can give you. It was you like. You should know. You have one. I do. Because um, I have restless leg and mm -hmm. that's a, a good cure for that. But yep. um, it was like I had a weighted blanket over my entire body pressing me down and it was a negative dark energy and to this day when i drive past that place i get goosebumps and my hair stands up and i just get that feeling of you are not welcome here i will say this your last story i was made a big point of being a jerk and saying that people were very biased you and i drove past that and you told me this story for the first time ever and the fear I could feel from you was palpable at that point. Yeah. And you weren't biased. You were just telling a story that if something that had happened to you years before, and this happened just because we're, and it, it wasn't like you remember, we're just driving down a road to having a conversation and suddenly you're like, Oh crap, there's the place. And yeah. you tell me the story. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, if that place, if I ever had a reason to go back to that place, I will find a better reason to avoid it. And I guess the weird <laughs> part about me with that story is everything you tell is so negative. Oh, it was so I'm thinking, you know, if we're talking negative. about angels and demons, demon, right? Yeah. But this is a church youth center. Yes. Yes. You would think if anything, if you and the your partner who was delivering what? Floor mats. Floor mats. And, yeah, and if you all felt this, how would the youth minister feel when he walked in the door? Right. All right. It was it was the most negative place I've ever been in my life. I I, I can say and you know, I was at the hospital when my grandfather died. I have you know, I've I've walked Perryville you know, the, the battlefields and some of the battlefields where a lot of really bad stuff happened. This church youth room is the most negative place I've ever stepped foot in in my life. I would like to know what, if any negative feelings were ever felt by the youth group, the ministers or any of those people. Who knows? I never, you know, we would go in on like a Tuesday, sure. you know, to do our job. Yeah. So would, would, not when they were there. Right. Never, never. We had a little yeah. master key to get in. So, gotcha. um, so anyway, uh, so what do you think, Jerry, about voting on this? We usually vote thumbs up, thumbs down. Do yeah. they need more attention? Do they need not? What do you think? Um, I think it's getting plenty as it is. <laughs> well, I think that our understanding of our physical and spiritual world definitely needs more understanding and needs more attention. And I'm not saying by your kooks that are on some of these, you know, ghost shows that are trying to hyper-sensualize something. Sensationalize. Sensationalize something to make it a buck. Actually, it's not even sensationalized. They're trying to commercialize. Right, and That's they're, they're trying, and they're they're trying, trying to, to make. There's this one guy, and I don't know his name. Uh, when I was on the cruise, he was on it was Ghost Hunters, and he wore glasses. 
And I'm like, dude, you are way over. <laughs> you you by yourself make this show completely unbelievable because of how super sensational he's trying to be, how over the top he's trying to be. Um, but I think that there are very real things that people encounter that can't explain. I think that there are very real emotions and, and physical things. And sometimes I think that even we experience things that our bodies present, our mind presents to help us get through a specific hardship. I agree. You know, so does that account for all of them? No. Yeah. And I think some. that some, absolutely. But I don't think that you, it, it's kind of like when we talk about aliens, you can't dismiss them all out of hand, all right. the, all the accounts out of hand, because there's always that 1% that I can't explain that. I can't find the raccoon in the attic. There's a few that want their 10 minutes of fame. There's right. a few that probably have smoked a few too many blunts. Right. So th there's some we can explain, but you're right. Not all. Yeah. And in all of it, whether yeah. it's UFOs or this, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I have no idea we're saying that there are unknown things that we can't explain. Yeah. No so problem I just, I just feel like, yeah, I know, right? Mochi says makes you wonder what that place was before it became part of the church. <laughs> um, but anyway, I would really like to, we should call that guy, the, the pastor, and just tell him your experience and say, you know, just wondering. Let's any do it. Negative experiences ever come from the youth minister or any of the kids? Let's do it. I, we it shouldn't should, be hard. We to could find. bring it. It we we could approach it like a safety issue, if nothing else. Yeah. Hey, this happened to me. The more I've thought about it, you know, hey, well, I think right now, I think most people are are, are on the way to bed. Ready to go there. Uh, but we'll, yeah. we'll make that happen this week. We'll, we'll, we'll figure try. something out. We'll, we'll try. try and we'll report back next week. Because be next very week, interesting. next week is. Uh, Let's tease next week. Next week's first of the month. It's our favorite show. Woohoo! And on the first of the month, we're allowed to cover anything we want. We don't have to have a topic. It doesn't have to fit the topic. We cover whatever. Yeah. And if you have a topic you want us to cover, let us know. Let us know. And how would they do that, Jerry? Well, they have a multitude of ways. The primary two being either Mochi's the text, line text line at 540-709-1318 or the email. Uh, which is newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. Gmail.com. It will be awesome. Um, tell him one more thing to cover. What's that? Your oh, you talked to. Oh yeah, yeah. This Sorry. is huge. Yeah, it is big. And and we're I, I had reached out. I had an experience when I was twelve or thirteen years old that and, and I'm gonna keep all that under wraps because I don't want to let that out yet. But I had reached out to another podcaster who um, has done hundreds of episodes. Uh, and he's invited me onto a show. I'm going to do that show. We're going to do the recording on Friday. I'll, I'll find out when it airs there. But it is um, paranormal type stuff. It is. It on is. the same vein as what we're talking about here. You can look at it and you can find it on podcast or any or Podbean or any podcasting place. It's called uh, Sasquatch. Chronicles, um, and we will have a link for it on our website. And absolutely, for this as well. Absolutely. Um, and when is that show going live? Uh, I don't think it's going to be live. I think that what when he, will it be here? It, I don't know. Okay, I won't know. We're doing. We're recording it Friday. Okay, um, and then it'll be on, and you'll be able to check that out too. That's really cool. I'm going to keep that experience under wraps until we get there, 
Um, it's that's fair. Don't steal his thunder. Absolutely not. And uh, he's uh, also because we're new. I told him that we were new. He's willing, and he said that he would help us any way that he possibly could. Nice we, guy. Yeah, super nice guy. So uh, look forward to doing that Friday. Um, and that's where we're going to end it up today. So. Um, hope you enjoyed today's show. We we loved it. It's an hour and a half long, so I hope you really loved it. <laughs> um, Hopefully, I didn't rain on too many people's parades. Jerry, that's your job. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that it needed to be done here, but I, all I can give is my personal experience. That was my personal experience, and that's zero. That's, that's why we love you, Jerry. That's why we heart you. Well, that and my extremely good looks, Jerry. If you can't, if you can't see the light. Be the light. Have a great night, guys.